Everybody in the world to the Michael Dupree Variety Hour on every podcast provider in and around God's beautiful blue-green orb that we call planet Earth. I'm Michael Dupree, your enigmatic host. <laughs> it is the second episode of the new year, January 13th, uh, and my my. Computer just notified me it is my old neighbor's birthday. So happy birthday to you. <laughs> A guy I haven't seen in eight years. Happy birthday. I don't know why. Why his uh birthday is showing up in my my Microsoft calendar, but it is. Uh anyway, so happy birthday to him. Uh how are you, how's how's the entire world doing? Everybody at home stay at the exact same time. Three, two, one. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> if you've never listened to the Michael Dupree Variety Hour before, it is an art showcase and comedy show where we feature local musicians, painters, poets, artists, sculptors, directors, writers. I said sculptors again, but it still hasn't happened. Uh, and more. And it is also the world's only mandatory friggin' podcast. Uh, so welcome back, everybody in the world. Uh, I am joined today by a very fun uh, group. Uh, we'll get to them in a minute. But later we will be joined by a serial dom. <laughs> Take that as you will. And uh, her name is Gillian Ant- Madison, but we will be joined by her a little bit later. Right now, we are joined by a very fun group, a group we've featured their music on here before. Uh, and they're very fun. You may know them, you may love them. Uh, if you don't, get the hell off of my podcast. Get off this stream. Uh, they are an indie improv acoustic rock duo. Uh, they're Jeremy and Brian of Rainbow Room. Welcome, boys. Hello. Thank you. Uh, we have Brian joining from California over the phone. Uh, so that's why he doesn't sound like he's speaking on one of our microphones. Uh, so... Let's go uh, one by one. Say who you are, what you do in the band, uh, and if you could uh, change the number of this year to any other number, <laughs> what would it be and why? Let's start with you, Jeremy. Uh, well, I'm Jeremy, as you said, and um, I mean, my role in the band is. Um, we both have a variety of roles, I guess. It's hard to say the role, but we both play all, any instrument that we are able to in the creation of the songs. And the only role that I would say that I might have slightly different than Brian would be um, he does more of the... Well, I should say what I do and let Brian say what he does. <laughs> but I do more of the putting stuff, the music online and the for lack of a better word, promotion of the music. Mm-hmm. And otherwise... He also, ha- he also handles all the spreadsheets. Because the spreadsheets. what we do requires lots of spreadsheets and randomizing songs with titles and music. So who sings what, who plays what. So that's a lot of work to take those 
spreadsheet. Yeah, that's true. The Rainbow Room could not exist without Microsoft Excel. <laughs> <laughs> that is an endorsement, if I've ever heard one. Which which version of Microsoft Excel? What year? Um, <laughs> is it the modern? I don't know. I think it's the last version that you could have before they want you to pay oh, for a subscription. 2016. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just using that version because it works and I don't want to pay for a subscription. Except, my, hey, Office 2016 is a great, great suite. It's a, year, it's a great year for that suite of products. <laughs> um, and Brian, uh, what, who are you? What do you do in the band? And uh, if, you, oh, you didn't answer the question about the year, Jeremy. Oh, I would want to change the year to 2 million six hundred thousand and twenty three. Why? Just that it's was a, a random number. number that came to my head and I just want it to potentially cause lots of Y2K type problems <laughs> with computer programs. It is closer to the actual year <laughs> than it actually is. It's still not quite there as to how many years of the earth has been around, oh, but right. yeah. uh, it's closer <clears throat> than 2000. <laughs> That's yeah. for 2020. Yeah, and for accuracy, I guess. And I guess it's a good point. Once we get to that year, 2 million, whatever, how we, we can't just make the date like 0, 1, 0, uh, 2, 2 million, 560. They're going to figure some other other yeah. form of dating. Yeah. Out. And I mean, I think that people are going to buy Jesus. a lot of bottled water because of it, too. So Very true. And uh, Brian, so who are you? What do you do in the band? And uh, what would you change the year to? Okay, so I play instruments. I do sound engineering and mixing and mastering and stuff. We always use my studio too. It's another part of it. Very nice. That's where we. That's where we created all five hundred or whatever in my little home studio. Um. The year, the year I would choose would would be Y two K. Two thousand, the year two thousand. Y two, the year the computers crashed. Mm hmm. Make it, make it beautiful. Make the computers sad. <laughs> That's what happened in the year two thousand. I wish that the Y the year Y two K was more uh, dramatic than it actually was. There was a lot more hype than. Yeah, it was a bit of a letdown. It was a letdown. Oh, well. <laughs> so, <clears throat> you guys, uh, we, we will be showcasing some of your music from your most recent release, Rainbow Room 8. But you guys also have a, a kind of weird, uh, unconventional thing that we've never done on the podcast before. Uh, Jeremy, do you want to explain what's, what's going to be happening throughout the podcast? Yeah, so we... To try and capture the spirit of the Rainbow Room process, we're going to create uh, and finish a song during the length of this podcast that will then be aired at the end of the podcast mm -hmm. for everyone to hear. And so just to ha help that make a little bit more sense, like there's a lot of kind of... Um, like limitations into our music writing process as far as like time limits on things so that we can make a larger quantity of songs in a shorter period of time and a lot of improv, inv improv involved in some ways um, and kind of randomness, like which comes back to the Excel spreadsheets. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the like vocal takes on the songs that we do are, you know, Brian's better at this than me, but are in, done in one take. 
one take mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean we aren't allowed to do it over if it you know if, if it needed to be done over but um but like the attempt is to try to see like okay how how fast can we get these songs done um and kind of in a, the idea to like try to get as much creativity out as possible mm-hmm. and um so like the excel spreadsheets come in because what we'll do is we'll have a number of lyrics written that well first let me back up we start by writing song titles mm-hmm. and then we use a randomizer to decide which of us has to write the lyrics for those songs titles and <laughs> then we each come up with an equal amount of pieces of music and to match the number of songs and then we'll use there's a randomizer there's time limits on all of it so we usually do two two minutes for lyrics and you know maybe five minutes five ten minutes for some music two minutes for so lyrics we, wow <laughs> yeah oh yeah because if you overthink it you'll you'll second you'll keep second guess what you're doing and and i don't know at least for myself Brian maybe agrees this like you end up taking way too long to write a song that probably already was done you know the, when you, in the first 10 minutes you were working on it anyways um but and also it's so it's so shocking in 2 minutes on each song you write 10 15 songs and then you go back and you read the lyrics you don't remember writing any of it cause you only spent 2 minutes on it and like you wonder what the hell was I thinking? You weren't thinking; you were just writing. So it's really, it's uh, illuminating, kind of a you, you see into your your own soul a little bit when you just open the tap and let it all come out and then move on. That's I've never heard of any band like this before that does something like this before. So it's very exciting. <clears throat> So today, songs about jellyfish having sex in there, <laughs> in the dishwasher. Either, so I like that one a lot. It's very sticky. <laughs> um, yeah. So what we're what we are hoping to do today is kind of capture the spirit of, you know, the Rainbow Room process and have a brand new song done during the podcast for the podcast. Mm-hmm. And so we had to, you know, modify the process slightly to accommodate the situation so the the basic music of the song basically just the the kind of structure of the drums and <clears throat> guitar bass and a keyboard part i actually you know recorded between last night and this morning um and still use the time limits uh rule to to get that done and i've sent it to brian you know just before the the podcast started to record and so he hasn't yet heard that music okay and then i'm going to write lyrics right now based on a title that's given to me um and i'll have a time limit to do that and then brian will then get those lyrics which he obviously has never heard and then he'll have to sing these lyrics to that music that he hasn't yet heard and then you know kind of do the final production of the song and have a finished product before the end of this podcast very cool um so it still kind of has the improv and kind of time limit features that i think make rainbow room be able to exist so will he have to will he be able to listen to the music before he has to start singing or like when he starts listening to it is that that's when he has to start singing 
Well, usually we'll we'll um, like if we were doing this outside of this podcast, like mm-hmm. we would we would have heard all the music as we recorded it, and okay. so he, he, you know, there's no rule that says he can't listen to it a time through before he starts singing to it. Got it. Um, he kind of has to know how. This, I haven't heard this one yet. Yeah. So the idea being, before he has to sit down to start singing to it, he hasn't heard it at all. So he'll listen listen to it, you know, a- after I send him these lyrics, and that kind of starts the timer for him. So if he needs to listen to it like three times before he sings, that's still within the time limit constraint of having it done before the end of the show. Sure. So, yeah. Very cool. Awesome. Uh, so how do we get this process started? So what, what we, we didn't tell you this ahead of time because we wanted to keep the spontaneity of it. So you couldn't think of it ahead of time, but you actually have to give me a song title. Oh, (laughs) and then I'm going to have, you know, I'm going to set a timer here on my phone and have a timer to write the lyrics based on the title you give me. And, and then, uh, I will send these lyrics to Brian and... Um, maybe you can chat with Brian while I'm writing and sure. we'll, then the, that will get the process started. Awesome. Uh, so let's go with uh, The Dangerous Dance by Nelly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> by Rainbow Room. <laughs> That's not part of the title. Oh, which, which is The by Dangerous Nelly. Dance by Nelly. Is part of the title. Yes. Okay, but not by Rainbow Room. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, cool. Well, then I'm going to start writing, and uh, yeah, here we go. Awesome. All right, so while he's going, let's talk to you a little bit, Brian. So how did the okay. how did this band get started? It's a very interesting concept, and you already have eight albums and have only started like at the tail end of 2017. <laughs> so how did this how did this ball get rolling? Well, I'm in a band called Two Cheers, and I was living in Michigan and playing shows and recording music, and. Um, Jeremy has a band called Zombie Jesus One of my and favorites. the Chocolate Sunshine Band. Mm-hmm. Um, and we met at a show. It was like my first show in Michigan. And, at, and uh, you know, I started doing recordings. I started producing some Zombie Jesus albums. And then somehow, I think Jeremy had the idea. Maybe it was me. I don't know. We somehow had the idea of recording a whole album in a weekend. I think that was my my idea. And then Jeremy came up with the idea of all the randomization and chance, incorporating chance process. So the first album we did were like cutting up pieces of paper and cords on them and pulling them out of a hat and combining them. And then, you know, we tried to, that was the first album, other methods for the next next couple albums and then i moved back to california jeremy came out to visit and then recorded rainbow room four which is our our first our first album when we were like oh yeah we really have something it was fun we laughed we're always cracking up and we're doing this to get really each other when we're recording late at night because these things take all weekend or sometimes all weekend all night I mean, you have like thirty um, songs on over thirty songs on some of these albums, or like yeah, all of exactly. them, really. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a. It, it keeps us both on our toes as songwriters. So we, it's it's fun. And it's kind of a joke. It's kind of a thing, but it's also really good exercise with some good melodies, and they're kind of trapped in these ridiculous songs with ridiculous lyrics, but. 
they all have some kind of redeeming quality to them. And doing that over and over and over ex- exercises your inspiration muscles, basically. Mm-hmm. And it just becomes a fun task for itself. You know, like you you work all day, you have to plan your meals and all that stuff, and you get together with a really good friend and create something new. You know, when we were doing it it looks like Jeremy might be done. Did yeah, you I'm finish done. him? Great. Yeah, I just sent the a picture of the lyrics that I wrote. Oh. Uh, so we debated reading the lyrics or not, because usually what we'll do is we'll when we write go through writing all these lyrics, then we'll you know um, you know make all the music that goes to it, and not, we don't know what lyrics are going to go to what music. Yeah. Um, but then before we start um, singing them, just for the fun <clears> of it, we will. Because there's usually so many, we'll read them all back aloud just for the fun of it. But we de- debated if we should do that on this podcast. My vote um, was that we should not read them because then you'll hear them in the song and it will be more of a surprise. Yeah. But. Yeah. I, I, let's keep it a surprise. I like it. Okay. So okay. just know uh, that he did write lyrics and, and it's coming. And once you have confirmed you've received them, Brian, then that starts the next step. Okay. And. I texted it to you. Oh, you texted it. Okay, cool. And take my word for it, because I've been watching him furiously scribble <laughs> on a notepad this whole time, so these, this is not prepared. No, I, Nothing I on the show. I couldn't right have now. known the title that you didn't yeah, know you true. were going to tell me. That's so. true. Exactly, so that's that's even more proof. And we thought, okay, well, originally we were going to have Brian give me the title, but then, then you know, for the integrity of it, he could have made that title, right? you know, a week ago, and you didn't know you were going to have to tell me. So, no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although I've had the the phrase, the dangerous dance by Nelly in my head since birth, so. Oh, okay, <laughs> but but you didn't know why, and no. now, now yeah, destiny has, pro- has The come, prophecy so, has yeah. come true. <laughs> yeah. uh, did, we, did you receive it, Brian? Sweet. All right. So, what is this next? What's the next step? What do we do now? So next, um, I don't. I imagine that you, Brian, may drop off for a minute, sing the song. But I don't know. Work on this song, and then you guys can talk more about Rainbow Room and play some songs. I guess. Cool. All right. So, um, all right. Well, I guess we'll uh, when we take a break, we'll uh, we'll get you back on. So what time? What time? You think? How long do I have? Um. What do you? I mean, I I up up to it's up to what's what's your time limit? We, we like? could we could. Why don't you text me as soon as you're done? But I would say be done within thirty minutes if possible. Yeah, that'll be that's okay. about right. Cool. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. All right, Brian. All right, talk to you cool. soon. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> <clears throat> Very cool. Very nice. This could go horribly wrong, or it could go really well. Look, if it, if the rest of your albums is oops, sorry about that, fellas at home. Uh, if the rest of your guys's work is any indication, I think it's going to be a blast. It really surprises me. Uh, I mean, I guess it shouldn't surprise me because the last time you were on here as, with Zombie Jesus, you improvised a song too, and that was awesome. Um, but it surprises me how catchy a lot of, and like just how much these songs work, considering the the time limit that uh, that you guys put on it. Yeah, that's that's one of the fun parts for us about it, because like we'll often text each other, you know, random points during the day and be like, "This song is in my head," and it's funny to see which ones get stuck in my head or his head. When sometimes, you know, like the most we've had on a mm-hmm. single album has been sixty. So, um, 
there's so many of them, which ones like stick out to each other. Yeah. Know? I've had Georgia Falorja stuck in my head awesome. this whole time. Uh, uh, speaking, well, let's let's play a couple songs of you guys. Sure. The, the songs are pretty short, so we're going to play a couple of them and talk them on, about them a little bit as we go. Um, but let's let's play this first one. This one is the opening track on the album, uh, your most recent release, Rainbow Room 8, which is like what, your like fourth album of 2019? <laughs> um, yeah, I think that was the fourth one of 20. 20- 19 yeah yeah which, six, that's six, pretty at least the third pretty amazing that no it's uh this is the, that was the third one of 2019 yeah then you release like four in 2018 and then one 2017 yeah we the first <laughs> one we st- we started the first one at the end of 2017 when we when i found out brian was moving back to california was kind of the motivation okay let's really do this yeah the project we had in mind but yeah mm-hmm um, uh, so I thought you were in California at the same he, time as that. But. Yeah. Well, he moved to California and then... And then you did. About nine months later, I moved to California and then I was out there for a year. Mm. And then I just got back to Detroit in... Recently, okay. In the Octo- in October. Right. Got it. Yeah. And um, so now we're going to continue this remotely. Awesome. And it works because it's all... You send it back, send it forward. Yeah. It's all good. Um, so here is Rainbow Room with Georgia Falorja. Georgia Falorja. Yes, sir. Uh, that, um, so how do you guys decide the order of the songs? Is it just the order that they were recorded in? Or, like, because it's so many songs, and I would imagine it, as part of your, uh, imp- you're, like, trying to get things done quick and improvisation thing, you're not, you're not trying to dwell on the order too much. Usually, my idea was just to do alphabetical order so that That's we, didn't, how you did. we didn't have to dwell on it, yeah. but, um... That doesn't always work. Um, that and as far as the flow of the album, and and Brian is honestly usually the one that puts the order of the songs because mm. I don't have the patience for it, which is why I yeah. would want to do alphabetical order. Well, that's usually yeah. I don't know if that's how you usually do Zombie Jesus, but that's at least how you did. Uh, um, thank God for mental silliness. Yeah, the most recent ones I did alphabetical order, yeah. but yeah, which because again, then I then it's decided for me based on the rules of the alphabet. While oh. we're talking about that album, um, I I've said it before and I'll say it again. That's like my f- one of my favorite 
one of my favorite albums to listen to, period. Well, thank um, you. But especially, like, probably my favorite local album well, thanks. ever. Uh, it's fantastic. And it's it's really funny how it kind of laid out in that order, and it just works so well. It flows so well alphabetically. Yeah, I guess that's an w- instance where it did work and maybe doesn't in others. But, yeah. <laughs> and uh, that album was the... recorded uh, by Brian. Oh, really? Yeah. I, and so that's when I first... Um, started hanging out with Brian Moore, and then after recording that, then we, I guess, started the talks of Rainbow Room. And yeah. nice, that my voice. I felt like my voice came out of. I heard my voice before it came out of my mouth. That was very weird for a minute. Uh, ventriloquist. Let's yeah. play another uh, one of my favorite songs off this this album. Um, but I don't want to say the name of it because I feel like it spoils the punchline. Okay, now I'm curious what it's gonna be. You, yeah, you'll you'll understand. I mean, I'll why know I it when I hear it. Yeah, but, but yeah. you'll know you'll understand why I don't want to say the name sure. of it ahead of time. Um, all yeah. right, so here is this song by Rainbow Room. Dude, dude, come on. You okay, big guy? There is one thing you definitely should not do. I know because I tried. There is one thing that can mess you up If you absolutely dare it It might seem like a natural solution To a very common problem But I can tell you firsthand That it causes more problems than it solves Don't ever try song is called sock condom <laughs> yeah that, that's another kind of rule that kind of formed as as the rainbow room albums went on that we had to uh try to use the title of the song in the song um and so oftentimes like you hear the title at the end of the mm-hmm. song like that so yeah <laughs> um yeah there's another one that uh uh, that's similar to that that I really like. <clears throat> Let's play that one right now. It's called uh, awesome. What Cockroaches Mean to Me and How to Eradicate Them. Cockroaches are nasty creatures Understandable that people would want them extinct They just keep surviving though The only thing to do would be to start to
So that's what cockroaches mean to me and how to eradicate them. <laughs> I love it. You have to eat them. <clears throat> I, I could see that as like the uh, intro song to like an apocalypse-themed sitcom. <laughs> huh, that'd be a fun show. That would be a fun show. Uh, so let's talk a little bit more about uh, the band. Um, so uh, how many songs do you guys have in total now? <laughs> with, with eight uh, albums, um, only one of them has... 10 songs on it and i think that all the other seven have like over 30 right yeah. or something like that the first one is 10 <clears throat> the second one is 12 oh okay. and the second third one has 12 and then they have like 36 to 38 okay. after that and then except for seven has 60 but <laughs> i mean i'm pretty sure we have over 300 songs <laughs> completed like available for it to stream online whatever that's pretty but, crazy yeah all in <laughs> And they're all great. About two years' time, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You by the end of the Rainbow Rooms run, you guys will have the longest, the biggest discography of any band. Ever. I mean, we're kind of un unofficially challenging, guided by voices, to have the most songs ever. So, <laughs> how many songs do they have? I, a lot. They <laughs> they the, they have albums with 60 songs on them for sure oh boy yeah like they have a lot of songs and i feel like that <laughs> output of albums from guided by voice and they've been around so long you'll make yeah. it <laughs> yeah someday we will how many um or i'm sorry how long do you anticipate rainbow room going for it's because i mean like that this it's a with like as far as like at the output that you're doing yeah um, i mean you're doing like three albums at least a year at this point as long as it's fun i would imagine it will keep going i have no intentions to stop doing it i mean if brian mm. has any secret ending plans I that i it. yeah <laughs> but um yeah i mean like i would be nice to like get to a thousand songs yeah but um which will happen next year <laughs> yeah yeah we're on tra track but yeah, th there's no there's no foreseen ending at nice. this point. W w so I hope it. I mean, I would like to be eighty and singing yeah. about eighty year old people problems in yeah. Rainbow Room songs. So yeah. yeah. Um, what's what are you more passionate about right now, Zombie Jesus or uh, Rainbow Room? Um, I would probably say Rainbow Room. I mean, Zombie Jesus. That band is, I guess, on a hiatus of no, sorts but i mean like i'm that. still releasing songs like i yeah i recorded three <laughs> new songs like with brian for, and those are available now from last year mm -hmm. and i still am writing new songs and will eventually record another album but um just being out of state for a year kind of yeah made it have to be on a, some new version or a pause and yeah and then i have like uh I've been playing under the name Jeremy Jack and the blah blah blahs, mm -hmm. and so I like I had a show at Lager House recently, and then I'm playing at the Hamtramck Music Festival, and that's so, a great so, name. Yeah, I like so that. like it'll still have Helmut, which is a, you know he's an integral Fan part favorite. to Zombie Jesus. <laughs> yeah, so um, he's like you seriously might be one of the best guests I've ever had on the show. Yeah, Helmut's awesome. He's hilarious. Um, so yeah, so he he he's still involved with that, and then. My wife, Sarah, will play keyboards, nice. and then um, another friend is going to play drums. Awesome. But I so don't think you know. I mean, so. there's nothing to complain about because Rainbow Room still rocks, and uh, so does Jeremy Jack anyway. <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Jeremy Jack. Yeah. I think Rainbow Room is my main focus right now because yeah. just the, especially just 
It's a lot of work. Being able to, <laughs> to make 30 re- songs every rec- couple months. Focus on the recording versus having to worry about playing shows, which is still fun. But yeah. I like having all the recordings to look has, back on. Has Rainbow Room ever done a live show before? No. No. Never. It's never been intended to be a, a band that plays live. No. I, I play some Rainbow Room songs in the you know the shows that I've been doing, but mm-hmm. there's we probably will never do a Rainbow Room wow. live show. I mean, I can't say never. Maybe the right circumstances would just happen and be like, well, duh, we're going to do a Rainbow Room show, but there's no plan for it. Yeah, maybe Rainbow Room 100. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, once we get to that. Yeah. Uh, do you have any play? Because uh, Rainbow Room Ten is probably coming out in the next <laughs> couple of months. Hopefully. Um, uh, so, what's uh, do you have any big plans for that for that boy? Um, mean, just release the albums online like we have been, and hope it catches attention of possible listeners. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, and so you got, and you guys have a, all your album art is very different and also just very cool in its own different way. Um, and I know that you have different people that put them together. How do you kind of approach that, um, that aspect of it? Um, I guess, <clears throat> well, Brian made most of the first ones and then Rainbow Room 5, um, a couple of my friends did that art for that. And then, um, Rainbow Room 6, I just used a picture of a little toy that I took a picture mm-hmm. of in Japan for the album art. And I've kind of taken over the responsibility of the album art at this point. So seven was from a painting that my wife did. That and one then, might be my favorite. Of the yeah, that is, that is my favorite too. And then the rainbow room eight was a picture. Um, we went to a, uh, dance competition that Brian's wife was involved in. And there was a mannequin at the, the building where that was and it was kind of a creepy looking mannequin so i took the photo of it and and then you know did a small amount of editing and and made that the cover for eight that it i didn't even realize that was a 3d image i thought that was like a uh, i thought that was an illustration this whole time um yeah no it was like just a photo of a mannequin head that looks really cool that's really nice yeah so i don't know i don't know what nine or ten album art's gonna be but I probably will be the one to do it. Very cool. <laughs> Very cool. Um, let's play another freaking song because um, I really like the, this this one as well. Um, and I'm not, I don't want to say the name of it either because it's it's just one of those ones that you have to experience. <laughs> uh, so here, uh, let me find it on here. you got to like <laughs> scroll through a bunch of songs to find it. All right, here we go. Hi. 
That was all the things he could hide in his rectum. That was all of it. I guess we don't know what all those things are, but it is on his Excel matrix. Yeah. You know, he'll send it to you if you need. Uh, so we'll move on to our next segment now. We're still waiting. Uh, we've still got a little bit before Brian finishes the song. Uh, but we were going to move on to our next segment. Uh, but first, before we do, before we bring on our next guest, uh, we have a friend of the show who's, uh, we haven't had him on in a minute, uh, but he is, creates, he has a bucket list. It's like a kind of like a live vlog journal thing that he does. His name is Billy, and he does a Billy's bucket list uh, where he goes through his whole bucket list. He adds new ones. He recants the stories of uh, the things that he's done so far, and he's got a new update for us. So without further ado, please enjoy Billy's bucket list. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Billy's Bucket List, where I walk you through my bucket list, everything that I've done and will do that are on my bucket list. <coughs> First, I'm going to go through the items that I've done on my bucket list in the last couple of months that I haven't filled you in on yet. Bucket list number item 73. Build a chair with my father. As you guys all know, my carpenter father never taught me the trade. Well, I decided it was time to learn, so I tracked him down, and I beat him within an inch of his fucking life. And I said, Pa, Pa, it's time for you to teach me to build a chair. And so he did, out of obligation. Obligation being, he would have been murdered if I hadn't given him the choice. The chair was fine. Bucket list item number 138. Give my dad a hug. That's right. Right before I left, I gave my dad a big bad hug. And he said, thanks, son. I sure did miss you. And I said, wait a minute. You're not my dad. And then I killed him. That's not true. I didn't murder anybody. But I did hug a guy who looked like my dad which I think qualifies as removing that item on my bucket list. And finally, bucket list item number 200, drink a whole gallon of bleach. That's right. I, I gotta say, I did not fulfill this bucket list item in the way that I had intended. I drink about three quarters of the bucket of bleach, and, uh, well, turns out bleach is extremely poisonous. Uh, so I drank the bleach, and I immediately vomited up, and I spent the better part of the last two months in the ICU, uh, dealing with a bunch of smarty, smarty pants doctors telling me I shouldn't do what I'm trying to do. Uh, I told them, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you're gonna release me from here, and I'm just gonna go drink the rest of that gallon of bleach. Uh, and they, they said I can't do that, uh, so they actually removed all the bleach from my household. 
So I'm gotta say, unfortunately, bucket list item number 200 is on indefinite hold. Moving on to viewer suggestions. This is the part of the show where I go over emails that you have sent to me suggesting different items on my bucket list. <clears throat> this email comes from Barbara from New Jersey. B-A-R-B-123 at gmail.com. I probably shouldn't read the addresses. It is titled... Bucket list item number 283, find a cute boy and get him to join a boy band with you. I, the body of the email reads, Hi Billy, big fan. I really think that something you should do on your bucket list would be to meet a cute boy and join a boy band with him. Signed, Barbara from New Jersey. P.S. Please don't read my email address. Okay, so, I gotta admit... I actually have already been in a boy band. That's right. Have you guys ever heard of the band 98 Degrees? Yes. Well, I've opened for them before with my band So Hot It Hurts. It was me, my brother, and, uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy who plays Jack Bauer in 24. Now I'm losing his name. But we were in a boy band together in the late 90s. And uh, I gotta say, I did not care for it, but it was on my bucket list, and I crossed it out. So, thank you, Barbara, for your suggestion. Finally, the final segment of the show is where I will tell you all of the things I plan on adding to my bucket list. Top three new items to the bucket list. Bucket list item number 282. Drive my car off of a cliff and duck out in just enough time so it hits the school of children, but I get to parachute away in safety. I plan on attempting this in a couple of months once I've secured enough funds to buy a new Subaru. You can only have one Subaru at a time. That's what I've always said. Number two, bucket list item number 283. Bring a bad boy back from the dead. Yes, that's right. I have finally gathered up the materials to reanimate a corpse. And I gotta say, I think it's gonna go pretty well. I'm gonna try and bring back Michael Jackson from the dead. Uh, I think that he would be someone that everyone would be pretty happy about returning. I'm sure they would love to hear some great music from him. So get ready for Michael Jackson, the original bad boy, to return from the dead. And finally, the bucket list item number 300, or actually, sorry, 37. Yes, that's right, I'm bringing back an old bucket list item that failed last time. Uh, find a big ball of shit and pour it on the president's head. That's right, with a new president coming up soon, I think it's about time that they got covered in shit at the inauguration. I don't care who it is or where they are or what gender they are or what their sexual orientation is, Pete Buttigieg. But I'm going to pour shit on your head, one way or the other. So, that being said, this has been another edition of Billy's Bucket List. Please, stay tuned for more. Yes, thank you, Billy. Uh, I hope that you don't get into any uh, legal trouble. Uh, I do, I do want to just also clarify that the Billy that just gave the bucket list is, is a different Billy than the Billy from the Rainbow Room uh, lore. Because okay. Billy is a prominent character throughout since Rainbow Room 1. Is he the one that put the, that, with the rectum? 
Mm, there's an unknown who who <laughs> put all be. the things in the rectum, but it, it wasn't specifically known to have been Billy. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, let's bring on our next guest. Uh, she is a self-described serial dom. Um, please welcome Gillian. 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 Yes. Gillian yes. Madison. Hi, Michael. Welcome. Thank um, you. So you are a serial dom. Uh, you didn't clarify if that was spelled. S E R I L I A L, like cereal, like do it a lot, or cereal as in like Lucky Charms. Well, I would say both apply. Mm. Um, I I am a, a dominatrix, okay. um, and I have a very specific client base, mm-hmm. um, mostly mm-hmm. male, because the cereal world is a boys' club. Yeah, is it? but uh, I mean, you see on you see the cereal boxes. Oh, do you oh. see any women on there? No, you know what? You're right. Yeah. There, uh, other, hmm, hmm. there are no s- female cereal mascots. Yeah, and, and you know, <laughs> I think not since the '80s. Hey, well, who was what in, was the, in 80s? the '80s? Um, on Wheaties, they had uh, Mary Lou Retton. Oh, are we counting? I, are we counting? Like, well, she's a. I mean, she, she's, she's not, not a cereal mascot. She's yeah, a cover star. Yeah. Oh, okay. A difference, I, I, miss, I really, mascot. I specialize in in. There was a strawberry shortcake cereal once. Was there? Was there? Wow. Oh, yeah. What a dream. What a dream. <clears throat> so you are a dominatrix, f- a serial dominatrix for serial mascot characters. Yes. Interesting. Okay. Yes. Uh, who's the freakiest? Ooh, coming in hot, Mike. <laughs> I gotta know. I got to Listen, know. Listen, I, I I was hesitant to even come on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to clear it with a lot of people. Most people are pretty chill about it, though. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, the freakiest one. The corn, the cornflakes rooster. He he's oh. he's not very even well defined. No, he's very he's like a clip art almost. And and <laughs> and that really gives him a lot of freedom. That hmm. really gives him a lot of freedom in the bedroom. He's a big cock, if you if you would. He is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, oh, mm-hmm. believe me, we've <laughs> we've explored that. So, how did you get into this uh, this terrifying, this uh, uncanny world? Well, I of dominatrixing over. I, uh, a couple years ago, I, I was <clears throat> I was a normal human. Yeah, Matrix. So long. Ago. I laugh about it. I laugh about it. But I stumbled <laughs> into a, a, an after hours bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's bars where. Well, how'd you get into that world? First of all, of dominatrix thing. Oh, I'm I'm just really good at um, punishing people. Oh, how did you discover that? Um, I I really terrorized everyone in my life from like age five to. To, to 18. Good. But really, Dominatrix is... Were you a bully? Um, no, everyone liked it. Th- that's the <laughs> okay. thing. Okay. That's when I realized I would be good at this because uh-huh. people really like to be told what to do. Mm-hmm. And well, they, the people that do like to. Yeah, and, and people yeah. like to... It's not for everybody. And, and cartoons. Cartoons and people like to relinquish control. Mm. And that's... It's fun. It's fun for people to have sure. someone else in charge. You mm-hmm. know? <laughs> Stepping all, on them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyways, I was in a... After hours bar, you know, there are bars where cartoons hang out. Mm-hmm. Most people. <laughs> Name some. Well, um. Milky's is one, I know. Um, I mean, Smalls is a great venue for it. Um, I mean, I'm talking like 4 to 6 a.m. Oh. They're, they're, yeah. Um, I was there for some weird burlesque show, and then I, I realized, like, oh, Everyone around me is a is a is a cartoon. <laughs> was that the first time you'd seen cartoons in real life? Yeah, yeah. It was a little bit like Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Mm. Did you think you were just taking absinthe or something like that? I was on a lot of substances, uh-huh. 
but they wore off and the cartoons didn't. And <laughs> and uh yeah, whew, I mean Frankenberry was there. He was he was the first one uh-huh. that uh I met from the scene and I don't know, we just started, you know, talking about kinks and uh-huh. just one thing openly. led to another. That didn't make you uncomfortable at all at first? Oh, I'm very uh, sex forward. I mean, mm. if you meet me, we're talking about sex within like, I don't know, five I mean, minutes. Right now. <laughs> yeah, <Already>. right now. <laughs> so, yeah, he just mentioned he had this cool little room that maybe I want to see. And I was still kind of like warming up to the idea that like cartoons talk and, and stuff, are real. And are real. Um, so he gave me his card and I was like, let me, <laughs> let me sleep this off. What does card say? Um, it said, um, bad bitch. <laughs> That Frankenberry bad bitch. Great. His mascotting is very. It's what he's known for in the states, but uh, I mean, it's it's very minor. It's it's minor. <laughs> minor to, part of his. Yeah, it's his a minor career. part of his career. Wow. <laughs> I mean, you only got to take a couple pictures, and then you're good for a couple. No, years. no, and you know what? Cartoons—they don't age. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you take one picture, you've taken them all. Yeah, that's God, true. I'm so jealous of them. I mean, they got to change up their look every like decade or so, and then yeah, to stay relevant, <laughs> to stay relevant. Like but... the Lucky Charms dude changed his look a little bit. Uh, the Cocoa Puffs. You know, bird. I actually that was actually my idea. Really? Yeah, him changing his look. I was really. Like, yeah. He became kind of a little bit more of a like a like a trendy little boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Does it? Have it's to funny be, you mentioned uh... little boy. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I was... No, I I don't want to. Wait, what were you saying? Uh, sorry, I was interrupting you. Uh, does it have to be cartoon serial mascots? Like, what about the Quaker serial uh, guy? He's not a cartoon, but I mean, is he? You know, I've I've dabbled in in all kind. Like, uh, I've gone to parties with with Keebler elves. I've uh, I've I've been around. I've been around, but there's just something. I, I just speak their language, the serial men. And I, I did a, a 23andMe recently, and um, it turns out I am 10% cartoon. So <laughs> I think that's why. I think that's why. Cartoon is a recessive gene, so you might ha- actually have some in you too. I, I feel like I probably do. Yeah. No, I mean, if you feel like you do, like if you feel like I'm so zany and <laughs> I never age. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a comedian. And you're coming, yeah, yeah. Like, you don't care if you fall down. Yeah. Makes people laugh. In fact, no, I, I do it a lot. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I'm guessing you have at least at least ten percent. Oh wow. So yeah, I, I, I just consider myself uh, more like a conduit. You know, like, like it's not about me. It's mm-hmm. about making this connection and 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 the fact that I have some cartoon in me is it's just it just gives us some common ground. You know. So d- is pretty much every serial mascot get freaky with like that yeah i think there's something about being idolized by children mm-hmm. that makes you want to be treated like a sub <laughs> why why do you think that is because they have so much power in their professional lives you know yeah. like there's all these kids that they want to like, relinquish that power yes they want to relinquish that power it makes sense um booberry being an exception he really takes Takes the driver's seat. Really? Yeah. And are you okay with that? Oh yeah. I. I, I mean, 
I like relinquishing control too. So. Wow. And sometimes you gotta yeah. give a give a little and take a little. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, Jeremy. Yeah, that seems fair. <laughs> yeah. Um. So who's who is the worst? Oh. Uh, that you've had to deal with. I mean, just if you had to guess, if you had to guess, Tony. No, t- oh. Tony's fine. Tony and I dated for a little while. Really? Yeah. Oh. No, Captain Crunch. I mean, oh. if someone calls themselves the captain, like clearly they have like a non-existent. <laughs> yeah, because he's not actually penis. a captain. Well, actually, they all have non-existent genitalia, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> they weren't drawn with it. No, they weren't. You got to get creative. You got to we. Okay, well, I didn't mean to get. I didn't know if I was going to get into this, but when you have sex with a cartoon, you have to draw the genitalia then, <laughs> and then you just draw them onto yourselves. <laughs> They're like drawn on strap-ons. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then, and then so you got to pull down Captain Crunch's is, little pants. Yeah, and then so you, you have s- to like animate the whole <laughs> night. Yes. Oh, God. Do you understand like how amazing it is? Like it's like wow, you're really an artist. <sighs> Thank you. I, I haven't had sex with a human in like oh, a decade because it's so blah blah. You, you can't draw it, if you draw on them. It no, the mood. they 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 don't like it. Yeah. they don't like it. So if someone was trying to draw my genitalia, <laughs> I wouldn't my genitalia. I wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't be a fan. But I mean, just think about it. Like sky's the limit. You know. Mm-hmm. Like imagine you can just dream any kind of sexual apparatus. Anything. It's like chalk zone, but with sex. Yes, any environment, any environment. You want to wow. go to the top of a mountain, you draw that mountain. Or like Harold and the Purple Crayon. <laughs> I've never seen that. No, never read no, that book. No. Like in the no. kid. They might be into it. Yeah, they might be into it. It's a children's book. What about the the snap, crackle, pop? I don't know what they are. Elves of yeah. Rice Krispies? Are they elves? They're elves. Yeah, yeah. Do they ever like? Do they always got to be together, or like, do they have their individual time? Or? Um, pretty much. Uh, yeah, they're into, like, jacuzzi stuff, anywhere that they can be kind of crammed in together. Uh, how does the size difference work? Like, uh, does, do, are you able to size them up, or are you able to size yourself down, or are they just, like, tiny little elves the whole time? Um, they're kind of, they're, they're honestly kind of, a lot of them are to scale to humans, uh, interestingly enough. Like, the, so Snap, Crackle, and Pop are human-sized? Well, they're little, but, okay. like, Tony the Tiger is, like, the size of a real... Tiger. Oh, yeah. He's a big boy. He's a big, <laughs> yeah. He's a big boy. <laughs> I mean, you say it like that, but you could really, to, since you're to... responsible for drawing it, you can make everybody very big down there. I know. Now you get how amazing it is to be a dom. Yeah, I you guess know. So I think everyone should be a dom. And that makes and it even more. Yeah. Everyone should be a dom. First of all, in their own life. Yeah. Create what you want. Create the reality you want to live. You know. <laughs> I just get to do it a little more literally. Yeah. Yeah. How would that, that, how would that work if everyone was a dom? There'd be no subs. You'd need. I think it would be uh, a little bit anarchy, a little bit of anarchy. Um, and you can't trust everyone with that power, you know? No. Um, you have to have a lot of... Certainly hum- not me. You have to have a lot of humility, you know? Unless you you just be drawing anvils to drop on people's heads all the time if you didn't have <laughs> some humility. Yeah, that yeah. was that's where we were going with uh, Roger Rabbit. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad they fixed it. Uh, sweet, so... <clears throat> Looks like Brian is emailing the song now, so we'll get him back on here in a little Ooh. bit here. Um, so I, I'm sure it's going to be very, very, very nice. Very nice. Um, all right. Uh, let's talk a real little bit more about... Uh, Jeremy, do you have any questions for uh, 
um, for our friend here, I, uh, Gillian. Well, I have lots of questions, really. Oh. Like, I mean, the the, the rabbit, the, mm-hmm. the silly rabbit mm-hmm. from Tricks. Like, I mean, yeah. what? He has, up with that he rabbit? actually has a rage issue, and it's because... Does he because, get rage boners? Yeah, he does. Is that only if you draw them, or he really... How do you know the rage boner is there? <laughs> well, there's like veins that come out of the side of his head when he, and they're like pulsating. But I mean, no one ever lets him have tricks, so he's got a lot of issues. Yeah. You know? Has he ever gotten tricks? No. Not yet. Not once. Not no, once. In the I'm, commercials, at least. He hasn't, he's never touched them. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I do what I can, but the, the kids have tricks. No one's like oh, slipped him any, you know. What would happen if he got them? I don't know. Maybe he I would think, not have rage. I know. I think that he, his whole identity would go away. It would be like in Les Mis when the when the uh, bad guy like doesn't like the bad guy throw himself off a bridge. Yes. Yeah, it would be like that. Hmm. He would be so devastated to finally get what he wanted. Because they're just not that good, or because, because his whole sense of identity is is wrapped around not getting tricks. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. Well, in Les Mis, his whole identity is wrapped around two, four, six, oh, one. And when he finds out two, four, six, oh, one, he's actually a good guy. He's like, oh, this is my entire identity. Yeah. it's gonna, It would be exactly like that. So yeah. so you can't, you cannot give him to him. That, yeah. The kids are actually saving his life. Okay. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, it's okay for him to have rage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he gets it out. We draw a lot of walls for him to punch. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, so I think it's time that we get uh, our friend Brian back on the phone here. Uh, let's let's get him. Let's just do it live. I said I said we'd do it at a break, but we're calling him live, everybody. We're freaking doing it. Although I should probably do it like here so you can't trace his number because you know it does the whole do 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 do. I think if someone took the time to figure that out, they deserve it. Hello. Hi, Brian. Hi there. <laughs> how's it going? How'd, how'd the process go? Session. It was okay. I would have liked to have mixed it a little bit more, but you'll get the idea. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get the idea. All right. Awesome. So, and uh, the title of the song is The Dangerous Dance by Nelly by Rainbow Room. All right. So let's take it away. Uh, here is The Dangerous Dance by Nelly by Rainbow Room.
Oh my freaking god. <laughs> that was so great. I I still can't believe that 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 entire song was put together in 30 minutes. Impressive. Yeah. That is so cool. That's, uh, that's the the power of time limits. That yeah, I, who needs a freaking year to make an album? Everyone at home, if you're like, "Oh, I need to make an album and take a year." No. <laughs> Give yourself 30 minutes and you'll make something as good as The Dangerous Dance by Nelly. Is there Rainbow a, a song by Nelly that is called The Dangerous no. Dance? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, just, just the Dangerous Dance came to my mind and then by Nelly for some reason also right. did. It's cool. Improv, baby. Maybe it will inspire Nelly to have a song called The Dangerous Dance. Did you, uh, the, did you have any uh, roadblocks that you hit during that process, uh, Brian, or did... Uh, uh, the time limit not not allow for any roadblocks. No, I mean I pretty much did everything I wanted to do. Um, I I would have mixed it. I had the preset to on the string, and so I would have to fine tuned that a little more. Mm. So it sounds a little over compressed, but sounds hey. great to me. Cool. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for being on the show today. That was excellent. That was so awesome. Thank one you. of the cooler, one of the coolest uh, experiences I've had on this podcast before. Uh, awesome. <coughs> so, where can people find more from Rainbow Room? Um, basically, anywhere you stream music. If you search for Rainbow Room, you you should find us. Um, there's a Rainbow Room Instagram and a Facebook. Follow us on Spotify or Apple Music or YouTube. Awesome. We have a couple videos on YouTube. And a couple more in the works, too. So Awesome. And uh, Gillian, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Thank you. Uh, is there anything you'd like to plug? Oh, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm more of a word of mouth kind of gal. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brian, ask Brian. Brian, do you have any questions for uh, the serial dom? No, I don't. <laughs> okay, <laughs> just in case. Who's your favorite What's cartoon? What's name? Uh, what's your uh, who's your favorite uh, cereal mascot, Brian? Oh, um, um, Tony the Toucan. Tony? Th- oh, you mean Toucan Sam? No, I mean Tony the Toucan. <laughs> who's what? Tony the Toucan? <laughs> Which it's cereal? an off-brand. Oh. <laughs> Have you ever met Tony the Toucan, Gillian? Yeah, yeah, no, he's uh, he's a little shy. He's a little okay. shy. We're, yeah. we're working on it. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Well, thank you guys all so much for being on the show today. Uh, it's been a fantastic show. We will be joined next week by Aviva. Uh, so stick, stay tuned for that. Uh, we're going to play one more uh, Rainbow Room song just to cap off the day. Uh, here is Beer Pong Tom. We'll be back next week with more fun. <laughs> Bye. your time trying to create a better narrative beer pong time on the song beer pong time on the song on the table
The Michael Debris Variety Hour is powered by Pinecast and is a member of the Planet Amp Podcast Network. If you like what you heard today, give us a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts if you're so inclined. And uh, follow us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Michael Dupree VH. The theme song for the Michael Dupree Variety Hour is Don't Weigh Me Down by Broadcast 2000. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week.